Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host and your favorite host, Rob Riches. And I am your other host, Cheryl Riches, that protests the favorite host thing that was just mentioned a moment ago. You're protesting that? I am. Why are you protesting that? I don't know. I think that it would be like a poll we could do or some shit. All right, but I'm going to win. We'll see. No, there's no we see about it. I'll pay people off. I won't lose at all. <laughs> How's your week been? Having fun? Yep. Getting closer to vacation. Yep. And that stupid crap that we have to do. <laughs> yeah. The whole Mary Ho Ho, all of that stuff. Hate it. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. Well, I guess you're just going to have to suck it up. Nope. Hate it. <laughs> Why do I have to suck it up? I don't understand. Like, first of all, back in lockdown, so we can't have anybody around. And then I have to suck. No, Christmas sucks. It sucks. It's mm -hmm. horrible. There's probably about 6.8 billion people that would disagree with you. I don't think there is, actually. I think there's a bunch of people out there. There's probably 6.8 billion people that have been brainwashed to do this <laughs> and feel that they have to do it. I think there's probably maybe 100 people that actually enjoy Christmas. I can't even argue that. A lot, really, because when your kids are little, it's different. When they are, they're all grown. You kind of lose the magic of it. But. Yeah, that's where we're at. I was saying that somebody, uh, I was talking to somebody at work about that losing the magic, and then they're like, "Oh, but you'll have grandchildren, and then the magic will come back around." My children aren't having grandchildren. No, 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 no not at all. At least not, <laughs> not unless something changes big time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I got out of four. I'm going to say. Maybe one is probably about a 90%. Another one's probably 80. Yeah. The other two, forget it. Yeah. No. Nope. It's a big no. Nope. nope. Which is okay. It is, I guess. It's, <laughs> yeah. At least I don't have to hang Christmas lights or anything. <laughs> like, I don't think, like, you guys might think that this is just a, oh, Rob's just playing around. No, like, I don't even have Christmas lights up because I just don't see the effort in it. <laughs> I put the tree up, but I didn't, like. Decorated. There's no decorations on it. We stuck the tree up and we plugged it in and it's already pre-lit. And I went, that looks nice. And I shoved it in a the corner there, put some gifts under it. Yeah, that's our Christmas decorating. I mean, I'm seriously, I'm so, I don't know. And you know what? People are like, oh, it's just because you got, no, like my mom, I think I've told you these stories before, obviously, but my mom had to come and wake me up. Yeah, Christmas Day. Yes. Like it was nothing. Like I was running downstairs, and oh, like literally would have to come wake me up, and I'd be like, "Oh." But it's my so God. funny because your mom still to this day wakes up at oh like yeah four, five a.m. Yeah, four a.m. She's yeah. up and twitching, and she wants to call us by five thirty. <laughs> yeah, I have to shut all my phones off. It's ridiculous. Which <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know where I get it from, but I don't know. I don't know why. And then the last three seasons, um, with everything going on in the world, has just knocked. The, the little bit of Christmas I had yeah. just knocked the shit out of it. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going on and on and depressing everybody. That's not why we're here. This is our last episode before Christmas anyways, isn't it? It is. Our next episode will come out on Boxing Day. Yeah. So I'll be much cheerier. <laughs> I'll be like, hooray, it's over. So anyways, um, other than that, uh, I have switched jobs. 
I am now official, official paint shop. I've done all my training. Watch out paint shop. I have, uh, I have figured out that I don't know shit about paint shop. <laughs> I spent 20 plus years in a weld shop and now I'm going to go over and paint the cars I used to build. And I really, really hope my team leaders and team members are really good because I suck. I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> I suck. Well, it's it'll, horrible. It'll um, make life interesting for a little bit anyway. You know what? It's it's funny because you always think, well, you're going in and, you know, it's all, it's painting and spraying or whatever, right? But all this sealer stuff that they do and all that, um, like the, the finessing and, and, and the, the yeah. like, and it's all it's done by job. hand. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's not so. not a job that I would want to learn. I've watched them do it and it, it looks like difficult. Oh, it's they amaze me. And they do it so fast, right? Yeah. I sit back and go, holy Jesus. I was trying to do it on a board with no rush. And I'm like, this sucks. So, yeah. Anyways, if any of you are uh, from my new group and listening, I really appreciate the job that you guys do. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because I'm your new group leader. It is absolutely amazing to me on the uh, the stuff and the and the talent that you have to be able to do that. And people out there that say that, oh, you're just a factory worker, uh, not not on this line anyways. Maybe other places you shove parts in, hit some buttons, but yeah, these, these guys are, are, uh, are artists, really. Yeah, they really are. And if it's not done properly... You know, you got presents floating in your car because the trunk's got water coming in or there's water running across your dash. Like, they seal this thing up tight. So, yeah. kudos to you guys for all the work you do. Uh, I think that's enough ass-kissing for my new team. <laughs> <laughs> so, for today, yeah, anyways. For today, anyways. And they won't even hear it anyways. They're yeah. like, you have a podcast? <laughs> yeah. So, um, other than that, everything good with you? You're still doing the name, same job? Everything's happy? Yeah, everything is good just counting down the days former work days and i'm on vacation so. that a girl so yeah. all right all good so let's do our checklist got your drinky drink i sure do got your story i do let her rip potato chip okay okay so this week i am going to be talking about alcides moreno and his brother edgar one of them has a good fate the other not so much um so you're the survival <laughs> story they're all supposed to be good faith well one survives <laughs> Oh boy. All right. So in the 19- Now you're cutting into my stories, <laughs> yeah. but go ahead. In the 1990s, these two brothers, Alcides and Edgar, were living in Ecuador and they decided to go chase the American dream and they moved to New York City. They're very close brothers, so they move into the same place. Um, Edgar moves in with his wife, Alcides, and his wife and three children in New Jersey. And they both got jobs at the same company, washing windows on high-rise buildings. So I know you haven't been in, in New York City, but at some point, I would love to take you there. The high-rises there are unbelievable. Like, you can't even picture in your head how tall some of these buildings are. The last time I was in New York City, Thor, Captain America, <laughs> oh, the Hulk. God, here we go. They were all surrounded, <laughs> and, and these creatures were coming in. Okay, and- but... How Loki. is Batman in with all of Marvel? I don't understand that. He wasn't. I was telling you about the last time I was in New York. Which was in who were you there? Just, I'm just, why? What are you oh, talking you about Batman? Because you always tell me that you're Batman. You can't tell people I'm Batman <laughs> on the radio. What is wrong with you? You're the worst secret keeper. <laughs> okay, carrying on. Anyways, I'll suck. <laughs> I'd be arrested in a week. Alcida said that he loved to see the windows really clean. He liked the water and the soap and how he pressed the squeegee. And he would start at the top and clean all the way to the bottom. And he loved it. That was something that, like, one of his quotes. Do you know that, uh, speaking back to the Marvel stuff and cleaning windows, that um, certain times of the year, like Halloween and Christmas and stuff, 
these squeegee guys will dress up as like Spider-Man and oh, Batman that's, that's really and go cool. down the sick kids and stuff like that. And, that's the, cool. yeah. and the Santa Claus and stuff. I think Toronto's, um, we're doing it this week. Sick kids. Yeah. Sick kids yeah. this week. And they had, uh, they had the superheroes hanging out with uh, Santa Claus. That's really cool. Anyways. And it on. must be fun for them too, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why? I mean, yeah. So on December 7th, 2007, they set out to start their day at the top of a 47 floor. So it's actually not even one of the taller buildings. It's actually one of the shorter buildings in the city, but it's 47 floors and it's the solo tower in Manhattan's Upper East Side and it's almost 700 feet tall. Yeah, just the little building. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the smaller buildings at 700 feet tall. Where we live, ladies and gentlemen, when we go to the mall, there's not even escalators, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, he told me, I grew up in Hamilton, so it was like a bigger city, but he told me the story of how he got really excited every time they went somewhere with an escalator because they never saw escalators. It was so <laughs> exciting. So exciting. <laughs> that made me giggle anyways. So they get to the top of this high rise and... Uh, if you get to if you go to the top of any of these high rises, it's like really windy. It's surprising how windy it is up there. And it was around zero degrees, so it was cold. They get out onto the top and it's cold. That's neither here nor there. It's just to set the setting to let you know how things are going up there right now. Windy, cold. Correct. Gotcha. <laughs> and they're getting all their equipment ready and they've got buckets of hot steamy water, squeegees and whatnot, and they get onto their platform. What they didn't do as soon as they got onto their platform was get their safety harnesses on and tie off. So disaster strikes. So Edgar's standing on the left side of the platform when the first side lets go, the left side of the platform lets go and he gets flung from the platform and falls and hits a fence in a narrow alleyway and is severed in half. What caused all this? We'll get there, but yeah, this is, this is, just we're, we'll get to that at the end right now we're just going to talk about this part it's estimated that he would have been traveling at about 120 miles per hour that's for us canadians 193 kilometers per hour when he hit the fence that's how fast he would have been going so obviously he's killed on impact he's cut in half he's the one that didn't survive do you think <laughs> yeah. Because if he survived, your story is right on key. Yeah. Absolutely. Best survival story ever. So Alcides is on the platform still when the right side lets go, like almost immediately after. But when he was going through his training, they were taught that if the platform ever lets go to like lay flat on it and hold on for dear life, like hold on to that play platform, lay your body out as spread out as you can on it. And that's what he did. Distributes the weight out onto it? Yes. Yeah, so he crashes to the ground, and uh, somebody calls 911, obviously. And when emergency services arrived, they found Alcides alive, crouching in the pile of twisted metal that had once been his platform. If you see pictures, well, I'll, I'll post pictures. It's crazy. Like, it's really crazy. Are you going to post the right pictures this time? <laughs> yeah, we'll get, yeah, that was odd, eh? We'll talk about it after your story. Yeah. Um, when firefighters arrived, Alcides actually tried to stand up, <laughs> not successfully, but he tried. Um, firefighters were very concerned about moving him, fearing that any movement would like further injure him or kill him. So they moved him, what they said, in small increments, and they handled him like they would handle a fragile egg. Alcides was rushed to a nearby hospital and put into a medically induced coma. 
he was he had sustained injuries to his brain, spinal column, chest, and abdomen. His ribs were fractured, as were both his legs and his right arm. So he had to have all kinds of surgeries. And he still tried to stand up? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like your adrenaline or right, something, right? Yeah. It's got to be going through. Yeah. Just, ew, all that stuff, man. Yeah. Like, Jesus. And they were worried about picking him up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's crazy. Um, they had to, he had to have lots of surgeries, including inserting a catheter into his brain to reduce the swelling in his brain. He received 24 pints of blood. The average human body holds 12 pints of blood. So that's just showing you how much he was bleeding. Like he just kept bleeding and they were trying to stop the bleeding. They were trying to clot it. But in the meantime, they just had to keep pumping this blood into him. So now for my Christmas day miracle on Christmas day, three weeks later, he woke up and he was able to speak to his wife, Rosario, at his side. And, and because of his in, in head injury, he had no memory of the actual incident. And his, and his wife still asked him what she got him for Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah. What'd you get me where, for Christmas? Where'd you hide it? Yeah. Where'd you hide it? <laughs> um, he did realize that his brother must have died when he looked around and saw that his brother wasn't there in the room with him. But he didn't remember any of it, so Yeah. When an investigation into the accident happened, they found that the scaffolding hadn't been properly maintained and they had put some new motorized cables into the platform recently, but they didn't attach the platform to the building properly. So when it when they anchored it into the roof, it just kind of popped out. So even if they would have had their harnesses on, would they have been okay? They would have just... No, I don't think they would have. I don't know how those safety harnesses work. Do they anchor right into the... That was something that I, I was I don't know. About. That's your research. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I guess I could have looked elsewhere, but I wasn't sure if they actually anchor safety harnesses right into the roofs of building or if they anchor them into the actual platform. It would be safer to put it into the roof of the building, I imagine. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if there's a secondary cable that would clip on or, or I, I don't yeah. know anything about it. And I'm not going to sit here and try to, to guess. I would... Uh... Yeah, but the window washing company did try to blame Edgar and Alcides for getting onto the platform without wearing their safety harnesses. They tried to deflect the blame, obviously. That's what big corporations do. And this is this was a big corporation. They did like a lot of the big tall buildings in New York City. So um, but the investigation found that since they were still loading their equipment, they may have planned on going back and forth before harnessing themselves in because actually when the emergency services went up there right after the accident, the bucket of water was still steaming on the rooftop. So they it could have very well been that they were, you know, they had stepped in to put some stuff in, but they were going to step back out and then step back in and then clip their safety harnesses in. So they were they deemed it that it wasn't their fault. Um, experts still wonder what it was that saved his life that day. Cause that's crazy. Like it's unheard of. There's yeah. a <laughs> What would you say? It was 200 kilometers an hour almost yeah. straight down. Well, that was for Edgar. I'll see Whoa. this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So maybe his was a little bit slower because of the thing. Still, right. regardless, you're coming straight down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, so there's a couple of theories. One is that the scaffolding took much of the impact because he was laying flat out onto it and his body was distributed the weight, like you said, that it kind of took the impact everywhere instead of one spot and that saved his life. Um, another is kind of remember Julian Kopke, that that idea where because it was such a big wide platform, it displaced the wind as it was going down and it slowed fluttered like a like a maple right. key and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it didn't actually get the speed that was going. Exactly. 
And then the other theory is that it bounced off of a nearby building, like ping ponged off of a nearby building and that that slowed it down a little bit, but there's no uh, proof of that happening either. But these are three theories. His wife's theory, however, is that he was saved because he was such a good person and he was he has never wished a bad thing on anybody else. So she thinks it's his good karma that saved him. Now it's all wasted. It's gone. Better, <laughs> yeah. better start building that back up. <laughs> all in one shot. That's yep. it. <laughs> so just for some stats, I have this. 50% of people who fall four stories will die. <laughs> And by the time you reach 10 or 11 stories, the number of survivals is insignificant. So for Alcides to fall from the distance that he did, it's absolutely unheard of. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. You know what else is amazing? What? That your story was that short. Your story is that I'm short? I'm not done. Oh. I'm almost done. But okay. I'm, done. <laughs> I'm getting a little worried here. Thank you for joining our 15-second <laughs> yeah. podcast. Uh, tomorrow we're going to make 20 seconds. <laughs> He had to go through a ton of physiotherapy. He had to strengthen his legs and regain his balance. He had to relearn everything in daily tasks, such as grooming, hygiene, and dressing. Like, he had to go through it all. And speech therapy and mental exercises to rebuild his thinking skills and his memory. And he also had to go for extensive counseling because he has terrible survivor, survivor's guilt. And I imagine PTSD. <laughs> so he didn't get back he didn't get back on the building and start doing it again no. he didn't go back to work no he says it took him three years to get into a better better mental space he says it was like when like losing his brother was like losing a child since his brother was younger and he felt responsibility for him so marino sued the company that he was working for and the building that he was working on for lack of safety standards so for Edgar, the, the guy who died, his family was awarded $2.5 million and it was sent back to them in Ecuador. Alcides won. They didn't say how much. It was an undisclosed amount, although they did say it was substantially more than what was awarded to Edgar's family because he lived and he had all of these expenses that he had to take care of. Isn't it sad, though, that you have to sue the company? Like, the like I, I get that that's millions and millions of yeah. dollars, but you think the company would, okay, you know what, we were found, let's do the right thing yeah. and stand up here, well, right? Like, and hopefully... I, I get that, it, you don't want everybody coming after you. Like, yeah. I, I understand it, but when it was something that significant, you think the company would say, you know what, we're covering this shit. Yeah. Especially I, in the States. When I was doing a little bit of research, um, I don't know how, but I got onto, like, a window washing company that's based in Hamilton and they used this story as kind of a warning story about how everybody has to be so careful because these things happen. Right. So I know that this story is used now to keep other people safe. So it's actually <laughs> funny. I didn't want to say anything in the beginning, but when I was going through some of my safety training at work um, for health and safety and all that stuff and, and the responsibilities, this is actually the story. Oh, really? that they, yeah. It's a story they used to, to tell everybody. Oh, about that's the funny. I didn't know that. So he's moved his family to Phoenix, Arizona, where he says the warm weather is good for his bones. And they had a fourth child. Um, Guess all that's still working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says he can't work anymore because of his injuries. But if he could, he would still wash windows because he loved it that much. And he's, this is, he says, I have all the scars on my body. And because of the back injuries, I can't run, only walk. He says, I'm not like I used to be, but thank God I can walk. That is amazing for me. And he estimates that he's about 80% the person he used to be, but it doesn't stop him from driving his children to school and volleyball matches, going to the gym, or doing walkathons to raise funds for the church food pantry. 
now his 20 year old, well, I shouldn't say now, I think this was a few years ago, his 20 year old son was in college and he said that he had plans on taking some courses as well since he had never had the chance before and he would like to improve his English skills. So well, that's that cool. is Elsita's Moreno. Nice. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that somebody, uh, you have to see the picture. I'll show you the picture later, but it's it's crazy that you can look at that and see that somebody actually tried to stand up and walk away from that. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've seen the pictures in the training yeah. and stuff eh? and, and, and the stuff that they hid. So yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So what we were talking about before with pictures, since you brought it back oh, up, right, it was yes. absolutely, it was crazy. We we're on uh, we we're on Instagram and stuff. So obviously we're pitching, uh, we post up pictures and stuff. And uh, my wife is always trying to put up pictures of that kind of, go with my story and then kind yeah, of go with her story. Representations just a, of that episode. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what happened? Oh, so I had posted a picture of what I thought was George and Tamsin Donner. And then I had a family member of the Donners actually get on there and say, um, that's not the Donners. It was actually the Reeds, the family that they were traveling with. It was James Reed and his wife. I think it was Margaret. Although I could be wrong. I have it. I, I updated it on Instagram. But yeah, so we actually had a family member of the Donners get onto the Instagram and say, no, that's not right. <laughs> it's not the right picture. The story <laughs> yeah. was right. Yeah. <laughs> so if uh, that family is uh, listening to our podcast, we apologize for the yeah. picture. But thank you for reaching out. That's kind of yeah, cool. It was, that It was really cool. It's really cool that we've uh, we told a story and that there's some family members out there still. Because that happened a long time ago. Like that wasn't like it was, the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. So still knowing. And good on them for knowing their family. Yeah. Like their family yeah, I history. Have no like, idea. I have no. no idea. But I wonder if like it's if she is a donor and it's been passed down and that's how she knows. Oh, absolutely. But there was stuff like, I mean, when we did our family, I was, there's somebody in our family that like my grandfather did the, the tracing and stuff and everything like that back before what's this ancestry.com or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it went all the way back to where we were one of the nights in, in England on our, uh, the, the wood side of the family and stuff. Right. Like yeah, it's, that's very cool. yeah, it's amazing. Right. But I wouldn't know that, you know, and it's not passed down. It wasn't like my grandfather was like, Oh my, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> well, the only then, stories I hear about is like my grandfather's brother that was in the army and, right. you know, and, and, and all that kind of stuff and how he died. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, knowing something from the 1800s, good on them for knowing their yeah. family history. Right. Yeah, Cause sure. I, I could probably have another brother out there and I wouldn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere so you know good on them so i guess that brings me into my story eh it sure does i'm getting a little tired of these short stories that you're coming up with <laughs> really because i i said so my wife's eyes got about the size of saucers today because yeah. i'm like i'm not writing anything down I'm yeah going, here I'm, we go i'm going off memory <laughs> she's like you're doing what you always write stuff down no not happening today we'll so, see how this goes <laughs> this is going to go fantastic and i'm going to tell you why i'm going to tell you why this is going to be because this story is so burnt into my head because uh, of what you're about to hear and you're gonna understand. Oh. So ladies and gentlemen, here we go with my story. Okay. So uh, we're looking at, what's this? My son is what, 21, 22 years old right now? He's, he'll be 22, correct? Correct, yeah. So 22, so. No, he'll be 23. This year, in 2022. Right, right. Yeah, yes. so he's right so, now he's yes. 22. Right now he's 22, yes. Okay, I know how old my son is. Why are you arguing with me? You just told me he was going to be 22. I said he's... Did I say he was going to be 22? Yes. Quinn, <laughs> <laughs> I know how old you are. Anyways, when uh, Quinlan was about four years old, five years old, I took him to African Lion Safari. Right. 
So at the time, I had a little Honda Civic. It was a little five-speed Honda Civic, and it was just my son and I. And we're uh, we're driving through Honda. Or, um, we're driving through Honda. We're driving through Lions Africa. Uh, Lions African Safari. Stop trying to correct me. African Lion Safari. Uh, and of course, if you don't know where that is, if you're um, if you're uh, not familiar with that, if you're obviously listening from somewhere else, what it is is it's almost like a zoo, but the the animals run wild. They go run free. I shouldn't say wild, but they run free. They have these. It's acres and acres, and you take your car and you drive through, and, and monkeys can call around. Monkeys top. will come and they'll screw up your car. They'll rip off the windshield wiper blades. They'll oh, take yeah. out all the rubber sealers all around the windows. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. If you want to get them really close to you, put bananas in your front windshield and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. They will crawl all over your cars. <laughs> I've had them stand on top. So that's why I had my Honda Civic. It was an older car. I used it for a winter car here in Canada. And I had a, a truck I put away. But anyways, that's not, that's what I was going through with. I wasn't too worried if it got damaged. We had bananas up there. So monkeys are crawling on the car. Yeah. We even had monkey pee on the car. <laughs> and Quinn was all, oh, look at the monkey peeing on the windshield. And he yeah. was all, you know, he's all. It's very exciting for children. Not is. so much the owner of the car. <laughs> no. And then you drive through and the lions are right there. And sometimes you have to stop as they're walking in front yeah. of you and, yeah. and all this stuff. So we're doing all this. Well, then you get into, you know, places where like giraffes and stuff are and you're not really scared and you're not supposed to. But if you put your window down and have an apple in your hand, the giraffes come eat the right, apples out yeah. of your hand and stuff like that. They get mad at you if they see you doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend doing that. I would never do that ever <laughs> if anybody. <laughs> That's bad. But we're carrying on with your story. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, we're driving through and all of a sudden we get to the spot where there's ostriches. So we're sitting there and I'm got the window down a little bit and I'm calling over and I'm handing out some fruit to different things. Well, all of a sudden this ostrich just starts coming running and I mean running. So I rolled the window real quick, right? Like I don't want to. So this ostrich comes over. I got a big sunroof. It's looking into the car because of how tall they are. And it starts pecking on the roof. My son lets out this huge scream like I've never heard of him before. And he starts screaming, it's going to eat me. So if anybody's listened to Ramblings of an Idiot, I've told this story before. And that's why I didn't need to write this down. Yeah. It's so, a running family joke. Oh, now. forever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we're, we're there. And then as I start to drive away, the ostrich starts chasing after yeah. the, the car. So, of course, uh, you know, he's still, he's jumps up in the seat because he's got no seatbelt on because I'm a great father, yeah. <laughs> awesome father. Well, let's let's also say you were probably doing about five kilometers an yeah, hour. Yeah, five kilometers yeah. an hour. He's in the front seat, no yeah. child seat. Well, back whatever. then, kids were allowed in the front seat. But, um, yeah, and I mean, it's fun for him there and stuff, yeah. and that's not the way he traveled home. But anyways, uh, especially if his mother's listening, not yeah. at all. He was, uh, he was wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah. It, was, it was all good. <laughs> But anyway, so he jumps up in the seat and turns around. The ostrich is coming. He's like, Daddy, it's still coming for me. It's going to eat me. And I mean, you got to picture a little kid. So anyways, it's hilarious. Fast forward till he's about, what, 16? So another 11 years later, we take all the family through in the yeah. minivan. Yeah. And we're going through. And again, we hit the ostriches. And he's laying in the back of the van. He's like, and this ostrich is looking yeah. at the window. And, him, and he goes, how long do you think they live? Do you think it still recognizes me? <laughs> He was convinced it was the same one. Yeah, he could have been. I don't know how long ostriches live. <laughs> but he's convinced it's the same ostrich. It came over to our van and it was still trying to eat him. So, Quinn, this story is for you. Uh, a couple 
decided that they were out having a great time and it was Valentine's Day and they were having a bunch of drinks and, and all this stuff and they're walking around and I guess they had a little bit of property and some animals and they decided that they wanted an ostrich. They wanted just to own an ostrich? They just wanted to own an ostrich. So they thought it'd be a good idea to jump into an ostrich pen. Like, I don't know if they went to, it doesn't, I didn't, I guess I should have maybe wrote this part down. I don't know if they were, went to a zoo or if they went past, you know, there's ostrich farms right, and emu farms. Actually own yeah. them, yes. But anyways, they uh, jumped into the pen with them and the ostrich killed them. So my son was right. Ostriches are absolutely Whoa. mean, mean birds. What did they do to them? So ostriches um, stand at least 100 meters, 300, or I mean, they're telling you to stay at least 100 to 330 feet away from these things. Wow. That's how uh, mean they are. Um, I didn't know they were mean. Oh, yeah. So they can reach speeds over 40 miles per hour, and they can generate a forward kick of 500 pounds. Jesus. So, yeah. So what they'll do is they'll get you in there, and they'll kick you as hard as they can with a front kick, and then they'll stomp down on you, and then they got talons, and they'll actually rip your stomach open like a raptor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, they are like dinosaurs. Yeah. So don't go into an ostrich pen. Quinn was right. It was going to eat him. <laughs> That's what it was going to try to do. Uh, they say they just do it because, like, not just because they have. Young well, if they feel if they feel threatened or anything like that, like, and but the other thing is, so they say if you ever get if you ever happen to get uh, stuck in there, um, that yeah, you're, you're supposed to try to hide if you can. Um, they if they don't see you moving or anything like that, they won't come up. But yeah, it's almost like if they see you moving, they come after you. So it is. Stuff. It's like Jurassic Park. It is. It really is. Like it was amazing. Some of the stuff I was reading on this, right? Um, so yeah, you can't outrun them because they, you know what I mean? So you got to use, so they say to hide yourself completely from them. They often get bored fast if they can't see you. Well, they've got tiny little brains. Right? Well, right. I think so, they said their eyeballs are bigger than their brains. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the other thing that's kind of cool is they can't kick behind them. Oh. So they say, try to stay to the side, try to stay behind them. If you can work your way around and stuff. I don't know, you know, if a bird's coming at me at 40 Jesus. miles an hour, if I can do that. Uh, the other cool thing is, so it will still, so they say if you can't do any of that, they say to cover your head, cover your stomach. Um, it'll still peck at you and everything like that. And sometimes uh, it'll just sit on you. So, it, <laughs> but they're uh, 198 to 350 pounds. Holy crap. Yeah, you don't realize how big these birds I are, I will right? never look at an, an ostrich the same way. Ever. I know. It was, it was like my son actually knew what he was talking <laughs> about. He was like, get away, dad. They're going to eat us. And I'm and I'm laughing. <laughs> but he knew what was going on. It was 100%. i surprised they don't just peel open the sides of cars. <laughs> I don't <laughs> rip the steel open. Just like bears or something, yeah. right? But yeah. Yeah, I was absolutely uh, amazed. And they are on the list of the uh, second deadliest bird in the world. What's the first? The first is, you know, I knew you were going to ask this. And, and people are going, well, how is he going to know that? He didn't write that down. But do you know what, people? I do know what it is because I have my laptop open. It's called a cassowary. So it's C-A-S-S-O-W-A-R-Y. Never, don't know what that is. Yeah, so if you look it up, it almost it's, it's almost got like a body of like a peacock or something like that. It looks like that, but it is the 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 most dangerous bird. Um, second is ostrich, and then emu. Uh, a word that I'm never gonna a lamagiri. Oh, what about those greyhound owl and a barred owl? What a barred owl, really? Eh? Yeah, those are your six most dangerous birds in the world. What about the ones that do the swooping in Australia? Oh, those are magpies. <laughs> yeah. That's just swooping season. 
That's not dangerous birds. Well, I guess they're dangerous, but I mean, yeah, I don't think they they're can. not ripping your stomach <laughs> no, open and then no. sitting on you afterwards. No, it, it does make for a funny video to watch. Oh, if anybody, I mean, I know on our list, we have some people from Australia. If you guys want to um, send your stories in of, of swooping season, we yes. would love to. I, oh, mean, I would love to read Oh, they're story. absolutely amazing. <laughs> I've, I've looked at some of them on YouTube and stuff. Anybody that hasn't or heard of this, seriously, do yourself a favor and look up swooping season on on uh, YouTube <laughs> and watch what these magpies do. I mean, it's I, it's everything in Australia is trying to kill you, including, oh, the, including the magpies. And it's hilarious. I mean, it's, I feel bad because I remember the kids screaming yeah. and running away and, and some of the stuff they do, like the sticks in their yeah, hats they, and, they and buckets on their right head and fuck yeah. helmets. Oh, my God. It's, it's absolutely amazing. But they still didn't make the list of the top six. So anyways, that's story number one. All right. Story number two. You know this one by heart too. Well, that's because this really brings out my 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 um, my feelings for Christmas. Oh. So when I heard this story, I'm like, it proves my point. <laughs> Here we go. So two gentlemen. Actually, let me ask you this question first. How do you put up your Christmas lights outside? I tell you to. Okay, you tell me too. But but how do you tell me to do them? Like, should they be off the eaves trough? Should they be wrapped around the window? Is there an absolute way that you're uh, supposed to do it? Can you decorate it any way you want? What, what what is your feeling on that? I think we used to clip them to the eaves troughs. I think that's how we used to do them. Okay, and you think that's the proper way to do it? The proper way, no, yeah. is probably to clip them to the actual shingles i don't know i have no idea okay and what would you think about people that have like the the grinch out there you know and they only have like three strands and the grinch is holding on to it because it makes do you think that would be the proper way of doing it no here's the point that i'm trying to make okay, okay. it doesn't fucking matter oh. it's your house do whatever way you want whatever right. makes you happy okay okay <laughs> nobody should be out there telling you this is the proper way to do it and this is the proper way to well, do it obviously you're gonna tell me about how somebody died so maybe there is a proper way as opposed to an improper way uh no what okay. i'm going to tell you okay. about is that there was two french guys neighbors right. in france that were putting up their christmas lights uh -huh. The neighbor didn't like the way the one neighbor, like Johnny number one, didn't like the way Johnny number two was putting up the Christmas lights. Oh, there must have been some. So he's telling them that this is not the proper way to put up your lights. Yes. And Johnny number two is saying, no, yours isn't being put up right. You need to do it this way. And Johnny number one is saying, no, you need to put it up this way. Johnny number two says, I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. It's my house. It's right. my Christmas lights. <laughs> yes. Johnny number one says, no, you're not, because it's going to make my house look horrible. Goes in the house, get a gun, and shoot him. Merry freaking Christmas. He shot him? Shot them over Christmas lights. Wow. I don't I even know if that's a Darwin because the guy murdered him, but it's Christmas lights. See what I mean by people yes. get stupid yeah. at Christmas there, time. There must have been underlying issues. Like maybe Johnny number one was sleeping with Johnny number two's wife or know. something. I don't but know. But yeah, they, they got so heated over how the lights are. And it's funny because we've been driving around town. We look at some of the lights. Now, I do like looking at lights. I do yeah. think... I mean, I, I, that's about the only part that I enjoy about Christmas. I do love when people put that effort in to put that, but I like it when people do the, and I guess I'm an elegant, but I like the elegant look. I like the yeah. lights. I like all that yeah. stuff. There's a couple houses that we drove by that have like 150 blow up Santa, uh, Santa Clauses and, and creatures. And you know what? Good for them for their collection. I mean, if that's what they enjoy, they enjoy it. Me personally, 
I think it's overkill. Yeah. But I love the house that has I like the Griswold house, I guess. Yeah, that would probably yeah. be, you know what I mean? I love all the lights. Well, I love what the, it's I love not when just the a matter of going and plopping some inflatables on the ground and hitting a switch, right? Like that. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think it may, it, it, I think maybe that's why it takes the effort and it takes yeah. the time and it shows me that you actually do care about Christmas and stuff like that. And I'm not saying the other people don't. I just, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, I know a lot of people that love all the inflatables and they go by and they take pictures and they think it's so cool. And that's cool too. Cause I really don't care. I'm one of those people that can just whatever. Right. I just, so yeah, you enjoy what, what you want. I'll enjoy what I want and we could all move on from there. Right. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I don't know all this bickering about all oh, this is right. And that's not right. Like somebody died yeah, because yeah. they thought their way was right. Like I get like, you know, I don't know. I just, this is why I hate Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too many opinions. That's, that's the problem. Well, the thing is, it's just, it's, yeah, it's too many opinions and, and it's everybody like, why can't you just enjoy what everybody else does? I mean, yeah. if somebody wants to have Christmas lights, you have it. If you don't want to have Christmas, don't. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Like, yeah. Like, you know what? Everybody has to be forced. I don't know why everybody else. is so offended about everything. Yeah. I, re yeah. I remember reading a comedian one time. We grew up on fucking South Park and The Simpsons. Yeah. How yeah. are we offended? It's true. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Beavis and Butthead, all of that. Oh my God. <laughs> what it is, is nowadays you can say whatever you want on the computer and there's no consequences. Right. You used to say something in the schoolyard and you got a punch in the face. Yeah. Or you punched the guy in the face and it was over, whatever way it went, yep. but now it was resolved. Now but you're just all anonymous. Anyways, here we go rambling on about trying to solve world issues. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I have a hard time getting my laptop to work. So yeah. what do I know? <laughs> yeah. We're just, we're so, uh, yeah. So we're looking at our statistics. Looks like we got some new listeners coming in from the UK. Thank you. Yes, thank you for listening. Um, again, guys, we, uh, we put out our uh, email address. We put out this stuff there. Some people contact us. Some people don't, as we told in the uh, story about the one family reaching out about the wrong picture. Even if it's not a dead or survived story, just reach out. Just say hi. We'd love to yeah, hear some we, of your stories or or even if you know you or, have. hey, we're over here and we're listening. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just let us know. We'll give you a shout out like uh, we do with everybody else. Uh, we have another new listener, uh, Ray Lippett. Yeah. I, uh, I asked him politely and uh, to, to like please. with a small hint of threats. There was no threats. Are you trying? Uh, I won't be here for the next episode. I'll be in jail because my wife is implementing me yeah. saying that I'm threatening people. Uh, especially uh, when I work with this gentleman, so it'll be a harassment. I'll be unemployed. Uh, you're going to have to start supporting this channel. <laughs> Anybody want to put some advertisement on here? What are you doing to me? All because I'm the favorite host. You just start. You just oh, start here we go. Somebody also write in and let know, let Rob know that he is not the only host. I'm not the only host. I am 100% not the only host. I'm just the favorite. I never said I was the only host. Anyways, um, if they wanted to write in and tell how amazing I am, how would they do that, honey? At dead or survive podcast at gmail.com. I still don't like it. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> Anyways, and then... We would also, uh, you know, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and all yep. that stuff. Twitter. We got we got all the yeah, things Yeah, we're covered. tweeting. All, all of the things. I think it's called tweeting. I'm learning Twitter, <laughs> yeah. tweety, Twitter. I refuse to tweet Twitter. <laughs> I hate I don't like it. I don't, I just, it's not my thing. I'll do, I take care of the Instagram. Rob takes care of the Twitter. So there's not a whole lot of tweeting going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not real good on the social stuff. I don't, I don't know the Facebook stuff, whatever, yeah. but anyways, my wife's amazing at it. So please check all that stuff out. And again, 
get a hold of us at dead or survive podcast at gmail.com and uh, tell us anything about yourselves or where you're coming yeah, in or where you're chiming in we from we'd love to hear from you so we're at everybody's favorite time yep here we go uh i apologize um when you don't write notes and your stories are a little uh, going off your mind because they're your your family stories that are told over and over again and you remember at the last five minutes <laughs> that you need a dad he came, joke he came running down the stairs i forgot about a dad joke <laughs> uh, i had to look one up fairly quickly <laughs> so anyways uh, this is probably where we could insert the gong that <laughs> we had talked about before. We really do need to find a gong. <laughs> we need to find a sound machine where we just make sounds. I would really like one where I can just go buzz you when you're talking. Oh, well, that would make for a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Anyways, on with the dad joke. Here All you right. go. How does Hitler tie his shoes? I'm not so sure. With his little Nazis. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Come on. That's not bad for a last minute one. It's not your worst one considering. <laughs> what do you mean? You've all been fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone that's listening, uh, our next podcast that'll come out will be uh, December 26th. I think it's the Sunday or 27th on the Monday yep. by the time everything comes through. So even though I uh, really, really, really hate Christmas, I hope that if you celebrate it, that you and your family have an amazing yes. um, Christmas. Uh, everybody stays healthy and safe. Uh, don't argue over your lights. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your company. No shooting each other. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy uh, the company. Enjoy your family. Put down the uh, the tablets and the and the phones for once and take a look around because yes. you never know if that's going to be the last time you see your grandfather or your grandmother at your table or, or other relatives with the way the world is. So, you know, take that time. And uh, sincerely um, love the family that you have because you never know how long it's going to be around. And uh, that's all I really got. That's as mushy as I'm getting on Christmas. Yep. So. so Merry Christmas to everybody and bye.